Kia ora e te whānau whānui, ko pio te rei tēnei, me taku hoa, tino mōhio, Catherine Burkett. Um, it's pio te rei here with my brainy mate Catherine, and I don't really know what she does. She is just quite uh, brainy and talented. <laughs> so you can Google her for the correct title. There you go. That's, the <laughs> That's first a time. much better idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, mate, I've been talking about, um, you know, COVID, 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 okay. And to be perfectly honest, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, a Māori man down here in Aotearoa. I do realise how lucky we are, though, because even this weekend I'm off up north to do a bit of fishing, you know, so I know how lucky we are. And everybody's got an opinion. They're like, um, no, I won't go there, but everybody's got an opinion. Um, And I struggle with some of the decisions that have been made globally about people... You know uh, the the lightening of rules, the, the the relaxing of rules rather, and people out there and going to nightclubs and all the rest of it. Um, but I want to talk about COVID. I want to talk about the need for us to congregate, and I want to talk about the possible trauma that all this stuff is causing. Um, there's a biggie for you. <laughs> biggie. Yeah, yeah. How long have we got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ages, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it fascinating? But I, I and I'll put my obviously as I do put my neuroscience hat on. That's what she does. That's what she does. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool hat. Yeah. Um, need for relationships, and I think it's beautiful to understand this. This 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 is buzzes me out, and it guides so much of what I do, and so much of what I understand about myself. Is our brain lights up in more places with more um, positive uh, neurotransmitters in our brain? When I'm with people that I enjoy, like these podcasts, yeah. oh, you couldn't pay me to do these podcasts. Well, if well, someone wants to, they're welcome yeah, yeah, to. That yeah, yeah. I'm not paying. <laughs> we're not being paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the buzz I feel at the end of today because we've done mm. this and we've been together and we're, you know, that that in my brain, if I go to the room, you know, hotel afterwards, and I have a wine, yeah, I will get a chemical buzz from yes. the wine. Yes, but it will not be. As much, and they've done brain studies and stuff. For me, because I have a huge capacity in my brain to to ignite around relationships, so we have to also understand that some people's brains don't ignite as much around relationships. Yep. But because mine does, if I go and have a um, glass of wine, my brain will get a buzz from that, but it won't be anywhere near the buzz I get from being with you here right. doing this. Quarter so board. we should have a wine now and get a double buzz. <laughs> I'm, a I'm hopeless. Sorry, but but and and when we talk about addiction, that's why some people will uh, prefer the wine over the the company, the company because uh, it's more. But for me, I'd much rather be doing this. Obviously, I'm still going to have a wine. Yeah, but it's not going to be more buzzy than this. But what our brain does is it's it's wired absolutely to to get a buzz from positive connections because do you see that creates us into a tribe, into an iwi, into a space yeah. where we connect and we cannot survive without other human beings. So it's all about survival, right? If we melt it down to that. But okay. what but what it does is it tells us how driven we are to create physical connections with people. And that's as in being in my physical space. I could call you on the phone and I could feel quite good because we have or a, have a Zoom. <laughs> or have a Zoom. <laughs> but we've got a former relationship. So that would work. It would be very unusual for me to talk to someone on the phone and have the same chemical buzz. Do you see what I mean? But if we've got a former relationship, if I get a text from someone I really care about, that could work. But you have to have had that. History. Yeah, and that physical relationship, being in that same space with someone. Do you see what I mean? I totally see what you mean. And a lot of people just, you know, I'm hearing around the traps is that people are enjoying working from home, but they're also really missing the uh, water cooler conversations Mm -hmm. because of that uh, physical interaction, eh? Do you see? And, 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 And what we do is we don't 
realize that we think oh but I'm still talking to them and I've still got and I've still got one or two people I've still got my Fano around me now Fano are so important but we have to also understand that a lot of the activation in the brain is dopamine um, and that activates lots of other things and one of the one of the more important things for dopamine to be activated is novelty yeah so you could absolutely adore someone but if you're in lockdown with them people might relate to this <laughs> has this happened has it <laughs> potentially yeah that's familiarity, that, that, that lack of um, novelty can stop the positive activations in the brain. Do you see? Even yep. though you absolutely adore that person. There's other things like oxytocin and stuff activated, but it's not the buzzy, buzzy ching. Um, and so going to work and meeting different people or going out, or, and that's why if you go away with your whanau mm. into different places, that's novelty and you feel really interested there, but you get back home and it's sort of like, oh, well, the brain's not activating anymore. Do you see? So yes. novelty is a big part of that. So, yeah, so 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 going to work, getting out there, then coming back home and doing these things, and that's what COVID has restricted for us for a small right. time, but for some places a long time. And can you see the brain's not getting that pa-ching, pa-ching, pa-ching? Yeah. Um, and that's why we want to get back to doing all these things is because the brain needs it. It's 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 what drives our brain. But the big question about the brain is, I'm going to have to be careful here, but why are people making so many dumb decisions? That's a brain relevant. Can you answer that? Well, you probably can't. Well, we don't under, we don't value because it's always been naturally around us. Like you wouldn't that you grew up and you talk about how you grew up with all your whanau around you and all that sort of stuff. I did too. I lived on a farm we had we always yeah. in the valley, you know, like we knew all the people, we went to the church and all of those sorts of things. I was surrounded by that. So I don't, not that I don't value it, you know, but I don't, I didn't realise the importance right. of it. It's only when you don't have something, yes. what does passengers say? It's only when you, can't, yeah. you, you lose the love, that's when you realise you've lost it or whatever. It, that, that's when we realise. So we've had all of this stuff. We've had all of this around us. And until we look in the brain and go, oh, my goodness, that's actually really important for the brain, we we hadn't realised how important it was. I mean, I'm rambling a bit. But do you no, see, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, you're yeah, not yeah. rambling. And what's happened, I've just realised that there's a whole lot of a new generation that haven't had what we've had mm. too. Okay. And we're wondering why they feel more sad, why they feel a bit more yeah. disconnected, why they don't feel right. Um, and one of the things when I was at WellTech as a tutor, we, had, um, we were doing the adolescent um, diploma f- uh, for youth work. And... Um, I learned it was a theory, and one of the things that really, really hit me was contribution. It was the five C's, I think, but it was the contribution part. And I really thought about it, and I thought, where where do we contribute? Because when I contribute, yep. I do something nice for you, you smile and say thank you, and my brain goes, Ping. where are we contributing? Where are our youth doing this sort of stuff? And so right. we're, we're creating this environment where we, we get a bit sad, we get a bit disconnected, and then that starts in itself, this little vortex downwards. Yeah, and and yeah. actually what we need to do is get out and connect. Yeah, yeah. And this is what's happened with COVID. Yes, yeah, we this real allowed to. Man, you know, I, I just watched recently, and I know these things, you know, don't last forever, these podcasts, but it was um, when Boris said, uh, this is the freedom time. Bro, they were like wildebeests going to nightclubs. They were queuing <laughs> up, hanging out to, to socialise and, and, and have a few drinks, which is all cool. But they could have drinks in COVID. They could have drinks at home. Yeah. Right? You could have, and apparently people, people did. did. Yeah. Not us. Not us. <laughs> but do you see, it's not, and yes, I know there's alcohol involved, but it's not the alcohol. Yeah. Because it was the alcohol you can actually drink more at home for a much cheaper yes. than at a nightclub. Cool. 
It's not that. Do you see what people wanted? They wanted to be connected. They wanted to be with people. They wanted to be with novel situations and strangers because that's what ignites the brain. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, you know, when you use the word hapu iwi whanau, those sorts of things, uh, those are ancient words, okay, but I've always believed that whanau is not just about your bloodlines. It's about relationships with people. I got Pacifica, uh, Irish, uh, Asian, who I call Fano, Parker, like you, who I call Fano, and it's about those relationships and the value that we bring to those relationships, eh? Yeah, hundred percent. That's that ignition and that that sense of safety with someone. Yeah, they are now someone who's going to. Save, are they friend or are they foe? Yep. And was that in there? And that's why we have yeah. the challenge on the marae. We, 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 we sorted <laughs> it out early. Yeah, work that one out, make hey, it clear. What about trauma? What about trauma? It's, um, you know, I think of those countries out there, and where I like to think about them, even though it makes me sad because I realize how lucky I am to live in this country. Okay. By good management or good luck, we're doing pretty good. Mm. Um, but what about the trauma? How long does it last? How, how do we get out of it? How do we recognise it? Yes, yeah, so it, it really, really simplifying, overgeneralising and not talking about all the billions of variables that can affect it, right? So yep. just remember that. But when I use the word trauma, and we had this corridor in a, in a, in a training I did recently, what is trauma? And it was really interesting because I work with that word all my, you know, my working world. And so I just sort of know it. And to try and speak it was interesting. And, and, and how I see it, we've talked about red brain, green brain a lot. And again, I know that's simplifying things. But the green brain is where we do all our conscious thought, where yep. we, we're, we're um, rational and empathic and override impulses and stuff like that. The red brain is very impulsive, very, very irrational. The more we move into our red brain, I see it more like a mouse on a wheel and it starts spinning faster and faster and faster. And when that mouse is spinning that fast on the wheel, there's no way you get off. But you could get off when it's spinning a little bit slow. Mm. So what happens is we disconnect from people potentially um, and then we start to feel lonely and then we start to drink alcohol instead or go on social media or look up inappropriate things to give us a, 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 yeah, a false dope, buzz. Whatever. Yeah, to give us that false buzz. And, and, and if we're doing a little bit of that but we're still doing a lot of green brain connection and, you know, that's we're okay. But what happens if we start to move into there? Our red brain starts to, that little mouse on the wheel starts to spin too fast. And and once we're in that space, it's very hard to see out and to start going, actually, what could I do for myself? Am I lucky? Um, poor me. Everybody hates me. You know, those sorts yeah, of yeah. places. And Mind is powerful, eh? Yes, wow. when people say it's all in your head. Yeah, it is. Oh. And, and remember, I'm overgeneralizing. And, and what we know is that earlier that happens, if it happens in the first few years, really that that mouse gets very comfortable on that wheel. Do you know, right, like that's just right. where it's sort of their home is. And we can learn to hop off it and we can learn to do that, but that's a natural space compared to someone who's naturally sort of calm and in the green brain and then later on COVID happens to them and, and they would start to do the mouse on the wheel thing, but it'd be easier for them to get off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It'd be easier for them to potentially, once someone helped them off, to not get back on. They're yeah. not as comfortable in that space. And, and it's a strange analogy, but it's really important. So... Trauma is being on that wheel, being on the mouse on the wheel, and 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 it affects so much. And I'm I'm, I'm not trying to underplay it because it, it it not only affects all our thinking. And I talk about the fact that if you're starting to be that mouse on the wheel and you walk into a room, people are talking. You go, oh, they're talking about me. Yep. They hate me. Yep. Um, you read that email. Oh, that email. They just they I bet they didn't like me and they sent that. You know. And you yeah. and then if you read it later, 
or you walk into the room later when you're in a good space, you go, one, they're probably not talking about me, but even if they are, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Or that email, oh, it wasn't written with that. Actually, it looks fine. Yeah. And, and that's dangerous. Emails are dangerous. Yes. You know, oh, text. To, to, judge, <laughs> to judge emotion. Yeah, and but if you're in your red brain, if you're doing the little mouse on the wheel space, you're going to see it with a, a tainted lens, lens yep. do you see? And the faster that wheel's spinning, the darker the red it is. Yeah. And that's that's trauma. And that can be created by so much and, and by being disconnected from people, by being controlled. Like you don't know when things are going to change. You don't know. I mean, look at all these poor people that went to Australia to see Fano and connect yeah. and next minute they Boom. can't get back. This is what – and we're suddenly going, what if I go to Australia? I can't get back. What if I do this? Or what if they – now they can't come over? Our lives are not in our control, which we always sort of had a lot more control. We don't. All of those things can activate that mouse on the wheel space. So that's why – COVID can be so traumatizing. Right. But lots of things can. And so I want people to see it's like a, it's that state. And sometimes it doesn't matter what the environment is, chemically our brain will go into red brain. So chemically we get imbalanced. So yep. sometimes there's nothing you've done. It's just chemical. So there's just and, and please anyone listening to this thinking about their own space or other people's space, there's billions of variables here. Yeah. I'm really oversimplifying it. But that's why COVID is potentially traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the saddest things that I hear is uh, when people talk about violence or abuse and stuff like that, or they mention uh, movies like Once Were Warriors and stuff. Oh, that was normal for us. So trauma was normal. Being that little mouse running around, you know, and intergenerational trauma, which we've already touched on. We don't need to go there. But it's easy for us to spiral down, eh? Or, mm -hmm. you know, if, if we don't know how our brain's working. Absolutely. And that and and is intergenerational because we can we can teach because I was a mouse on the wheel you know I could teach yep. my kids to be there and we've talked like I said we have talked about that but it's weird to think about it but for some people if that's especially in the early years if that's where you were it's more comfortable being the mouse on the wheel it's it's more comfortable yep. being in that space it's more comfortable when you know the recipe so I know the recipe in the space. Um, I, 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 I get the rules. Um, if I annoy someone, I get the bash and then we have this beautiful reunion and things are wonderful and I'm, I'm revered and all that. So, you know, like, and that's just one scenario, but these are recipes that our brain has learned and we feel familiar and, and we think, well, there's nothing wrong with this. This is how we yeah, are. Yeah. Until someone goes, oh, look, here's another. Here's a different picture. Here's a different picture. You know and was... our brain goes, no, 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 that's, and no matter even if it's better, our brain doesn't. Nor, find it comfortable yeah, until we've there. practiced it more. Yeah. You know what? I would find going to jail traumatizing. Mm -hmm. But I know there are people in jail who actually find it more comfortable than being outside. Mm -hmm. and so that's an example of that, eh? They know what's happening. They've got the state. No, yep, yeah. absolutely. They know everything. They've got three square meals, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the predictability, that control, that knowing the recipe. Yeah. We want to know. Like I lived in Egypt for a year and as much as I adored it, um, every now and then I just wanted to watch a New Zealand movie, you know, like a, 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 an English movie, because I understood it. I knew the recipe, or and I could always go back to my own apartment and I had my own way of being there. Um, because when I was living in a culture that was really different to my own, it was un unpredictable. And I, I loved it, but it still was difficult. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so when we think about that cultural practice, the recipes, the rhythms, the 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 um, things that we've done, always knowing that this happens, then this happens, then this happens, that's culture. And if you've come from a culture, 
that is trauma. Yes. Is despite the fact that I couldn't understand it, how could anyone and 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 I from my privileged space, if I'd never done any research, would say how could anybody feel okay there? Yeah. Because I've done enough research and I understand from a cognitive, you know, space, I totally get how someone can feel more comfortable in a violent situation than in a reciprocal reciprocal feedback situation because Mm. those rules are really weird and unknown. And if we want someone to move from that space to this space, we have to uffy, mentor, give time, nurture into this new environment, not say just Goodness, this is way better. This is yeah. way better. Come over here and live over here. Yeah, yeah. And when they don't see it too, you know, and, and, and there are instances where, where some of our wahine are having such a, a tough time at home, uh, but they, they, they seem to hang in there, you know. And the other point I want to make too is that some people find it hard to dream Okay, so if I'm in a situation and I wasn't, you know, I'm privileged in a lot of ways being, um, you know, growing up in a in a true Maori world, as I say, a true Maori world. But I find that some of some people can't even put the good pictures in their head because they haven't seen them. So somebody who's in a dark space, you know, and I've had conversation that says, hey, bro, you, you know, remember soon, man, maybe when you get out and stuff, you can take a young fella fishing or go out on your uncle's boat, feel the sun on your back and, and have a cold beer after you've had a good dive and be free. And, and you can see their faces going, oh, yeah, that's right. But it's not a picture that they plant in their head, you know, to aspire to, eh? Because... And, and we talked on the podcast just before about our experience model, you know, grows our brain. Yeah. What are their experiences? And, and and again, I'm just talking generalistic, but we often, but often, if someone's lived in a space where good things happen, but almost immediately after a good thing, there's a negative thing. Yep. The brain just gets scared of thinking positive because they know that as soon as Oof, a positive thing happens, that's sad. Like I f- find it fascinating with some of the kids that we support around the country. Um, you know, I'll have people saying, but I smile and they get really scared. You know, you can see their stress response activate and I'll be really happy. Some kids feel really uncomfortable around very excited teachers, you know, very yes. excited. And when you think about it, if mum or dad was really high, yeah, they're really happy. Right. But what's going to happen we when know they what's come gonna happen. So wow. that euphoria can be really scary for some kids, do you see? Because they know what's coming. So if Calm you're talking, before the storm, eh? Yeah, so if you're talking to your people about, you know, go and think about being happy, their brain goes, wow. but being happy ends up someone taking that away from me because, you know, in some spaces, as soon as you see a kid happy, if you're not happy yourself, you want to take that away from them. You want yeah. to ruin it. You want to sabotage it. Yeah. And so have they had happiness that stays happy without being ripped away. And if you haven't, then why would you dream? Why would you yes. want to feel happiness? Yes. And these are the sorts of things we have to understand that our brain develops from the environment. And what is the recipe? What is the pattern? What is the learnings that person's brain has mostly, and not even mostly heard, because if we are really happy and something really bad happens afterwards, if it's so imprinting on the brain, do you see it doesn't have to happen that many times for it to be the main right. recipe in the brain, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can change. Oh, it can change. 100%. We, we can, can always change the brain. <laughs> we, we can change it. We can change it. And it takes a lot of effort and a lot of planning. And you can imagine if you sat with that person again and every day you went back in and we did some mindfulness and they were able to dream about being fishing and then really feel it and really do yes. it. And we did it every day and then we got them to do it before they went to bed and they did it before they sleep and all that sort of stuff. 
then actually we could create that. But do you see how much there is? You say that and you walk away, and the rest of the time they're living in a space where they have to be red-brained. They have to be on yep, survival the, mode. Survival. They're not sitting there going, oh, let's dream about going fishing. <laughs> you have Which to be, I do quite often <laughs> when I'm in my office. Because you're safe. You're not going to get yeah. someone coming up behind you or you don't have to be on lookout all the time. And that's why sometimes we have to understand that rehabilitation within our prison system it, it is possible. It is possible, yes. but boy, we are pushing it uphill because most of our people in the system are, are having to stay in red brain and they're not able to engage right. all that green brain stuff because it wouldn't be safe to walk around dreaming about fishing. That is so <laughs> that is so bad, but it's so good. You've made that you've made that so clear to me. Now I'm 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 an All Black fan. I'm a Warriors fan. I'm a Kiwi That's fan. Okay. Yeah, you, don't start you, young lady. Um, well, one of the things I've uh, got a few of, uh, of the whanau who have worked in uh, women's refuge and stuff, and they fear the All Blacks losing. Mm. Mm. That makes me feel so sad as in as a Maori New Zealand. They feel the All Blacks losing because they have a spike. You know that after at the World Cup we had extra police family violence people ready. Really? Yeah, yeah, they had extra people on on board ready. Mm. And that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That's something good and then it gets taken away and we can't handle it. And, 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 and when we start to understand that, we can see how this situation happens, but then the brain learns from that. So why would we want fun? Why would we go out and try and create right. pleasure? Yeah. Because to be happy and have that ripped away is, is way more painful than just being sad all the time. Yeah. Because, because and especially if you're in normal. control, And if you're in control of that, then that's a way safer place to be. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes we can live in a space which is, that I might define as trauma, but somebody else is living there and they see it as safe and normal and predictable. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so we have to see that and we have to recognise that. And if we want to help that person come over here and, and, and experience the space, we have to understand that it's going to be a new learning space. It's yeah. not just, oh, my goodness, it's way better. Like even in our foster system when we, you know, take kids in and we go, oh, look at – Look at all this kai. We've got breakfast. Would you like wheat bix or cornflakes or rice bubbles? Or and this the whanau's gone out and bought them six different types of cereal. Mm. And this kid goes, smashes it all down. Stupid breakfast. I don't have breakfast because because choice is scary. Choice is something we've never had, and it's new and it's different. And so we go, well, how can that kid not appreciate the fact that I've given them all this choice? Actually, we have to realise that that person's brain may feel very, very unsafe mm. with choice. I've always been told what to do. I've only ever been given one thing. So yeah. and yeah. so it's two choices. You still give them choices, but you go, would you like wheat bix or cornflakes? You know, yeah. like we it, can it, handle that. simplify it. Yeah, yeah. Bring yeah. it back down. But that's why we start to understand from my worldview, I want lots of choice. Of course that's going to make me happier. We have to start saying, what's your worldview? What's your space? What's Lovely. your brain learnt? And and if we can do that when we respectfully support people into a new space much better. You know what you've just built? Because we're in a studio here in Auckland at the Parenting Place, actually. Thank you, Parenting Place. Yeah, yeah, we love you, and I'm part of the furniture here. Uh, <laughs> but I've just noticed, I've looked around, and I've seen an elephant in the room, right? And the elephant in the room, Catherine. As me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You do have grey slacks on, though. You look very, very nice. Um, I want, And this is just a very basic question. I wonder why we do not... Teach our kids about the brain at school. Mm. It's not even a part of the curriculum. Mm. So what we're teaching our kids 
we teach our kids a lot of good things, but basically it's all around you getting some stuff so you can get a job. Mm. Okay, that's the focus. Um, whereas the stuff you talk about, if that was there for them, you're giving them some stuff so they can get a life. And and it's and absolutely it's about having a life. I think what it helps me mostly is know myself. Yeah. And if I know myself, I understand myself. And and you're talking about this whole COVID disconnection stuff. I, I know right now my oldest is, she's so independent now, got mm. her own car, got her licence, as we said. She finally got her licence. Four times. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> said. She does listen to these podcasts. Sorry, Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Pio. Uncle Pio's on your side, kid. <laughs> um, she's so independent. Yeah. And honestly, I really... We enjoy being together. We hung out the other night. And it was really nice and we sat there, but it's very seldom I get to be with her. And I know she doesn't need me very much anymore, yes. right? Mason is getting to that point. He does. and and But there's times when I know I'm not needed. Yeah. And, and, and because I've put my world around my kids and I have my work and I love my work and I've got some really amazing friends, I'm realizing I have to connect with my friends more now and I have to go and see them and we have to make an active space. I went out for dinner with... You know, Christine last night and stuff, and like connections because I'm starting to sit sometimes and feel really meh. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Is this? Am I sick? Have I got? So you're like, and, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm not connecting. And I know myself, and I know what my brain needs, and I know what my body needs. And I realize that because I'm not feeling valued by my children, because they are becoming really independent, which is great. That's what I'm missing. There's not something. And you want your kids to be independent. my house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's something, the fact that I need to connect. So now I have to find other things and I'm thinking of some projects to do and, 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 and what else can I join and can I do, can I start doing this? Because I have got that space. But a lot of us, when our kids are starting to move out, especially our last ones, yeah. we start to, to struggle. And so, yeah, learning about the brain. I wish we, we knew about the brain. And I mean, have you ever used Pythagoras theorem? No. No, no, <laughs> Never no. used Pythagoras I'm, theorem. I'm not drinking that stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> And, I thought but, you said serum. <laughs> but we learn, and I know we learn to learn and all that sort of stuff, yeah. and I know it's really important, but you're right. Why can't we know about ourselves, oh. about our, the way that our brain works and the way that makes us happy and, and the neurotransmitters and the just at a simple level. And by the way, Brainwave Trust does do yep. stuff in schools. Um, I know they're supported um, in, I believe it's ASB partnership in Auckland and around the country in different places. Brainwave Trust does go in and they've got a school um system, you know, where they teach kids about connections and how to, you know, babies and babies' brains and stuff, which is brilliant and is so useful. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do believe we need a lot more, a lot more. And we need to know this stuff. I mean, I've trained a couple of kids' groups. I'm not very good at it. Right. Um, but I have, and, and there's been brilliant feedback from it. You know, kids going, oh, I love knowing this stuff, especially adolescents knowing about the way their brains change. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and e e even for me, I mean, I, uh, I hark back a bit when I was when I was going through a really rough time, and um, it was explained to me uh, this this glass of dark liquid. Okay, that was my space, and everything in my space was dark. And this Komat was said to me, he says, you need to fill it up with positive, intelligent love, change your space, you know, or make sure you're surrounded by intelligent people who know what to say, who know when not to talk, um, who've, who've, who've got your back. And, and I just became clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer, you know. So to have this knowledge is just, it's the key, man. It's the key. And what you also knew from that, which is that beautiful analogy, is 
it wasn't going to change overnight. No. It was normal to have that dark liquid, and we're going to slowly fill the other one up and force the dark liquid out. But it's yeah. not about suddenly being happy the next day. I mean, that wasn't going to be possible, and that's it's just slowly doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, knowing this stuff about ourselves, I think, is so beautifully positive because then we understand that our brain can't always be in a positive space. It has to be in a negative space at times, and that's okay. And how do we get back? We fill our lives up with connections and with people. And But once we start getting into that lower red brain activation, we, we feel tired physically. Yeah. So we go, oh, I don't want to go out and see those people. I'm not going to ring that person. Oh, that person won't want to talk to me anyway. Do you see how that mindset and that stuff happens? And then that reduces our reaching out for people, like you said, being around people. But what I wanted to pick up on there is something that I've been doing a lot in sessions is what is a therapeutic relationship? And I and I have a lot of people, a lot of people come to me and say, but I'm not a therapist, Catherine. This child needs a therapist. This adolescent needs a therapist. And and yes, if we want that, that tamariki yurangatahi to be in a space where they are unpacking things in a really cognitive way, we do need to have a qualification as a therapist. Right. But what I'm wanting for most of my relationships with the with the with the youth and tamariki that I'm supporting is they need to grow that red brain. They need to refacilitate the positive connections in their red brain. And that looks like what it grew like in the first three years. And in that space it's being with. Not necessarily saying anything. Like you said, going fishing and not saying anything. If somebody takes someone down fishing, sits there for 45 minutes, two hours, two hours you're sitting there fishing, pretty much say nothing. Yep. Um, put the, the bait on the hook and it gets a bit frustrating and we work out how to do it. That's some resilience building there. But we just sit with them and they know that they are okay. And they see you get a bit frustrated because you drop the fish off the hook and all that sort of stuff. That two hours or however long with that person sitting and saying nothing yep. and being is more therapeutic than me as a psychologist sitting with someone in a clinical room for 45 minutes who I don't know. I don't know this person, um, but I've got a lot of a lot of letters behind my name and yep. I sound flash. <laughs> and I sit with that person talking for 45 minutes and doing this stuff and they walk back out again. Yeah. That, for some people, that is therapeutic. People who can get into their green brain and it can talk and do that sort of stuff. Brilliant, fantastic, wonderful. Hang on to the information. Right, Take that's it away. great. Yep. But when I'm talking about people who truly have that lower brain that's dysregulated or just feeling disconnected and stuff like that, therapy is being with, accepting, connecting. That is being therapeutic. Right. Right? And, and, and so going out for a basketball, you know, shooting a couple of hoops and stuff like that, that is more therapeutic than having a conversation about what did you do yesterday. Do you see? So yep. so I want people to know that you're all therapists in a certain level because we can't we don't want to start talking to people and unpacking and trying to solve problems and take them further on. That's that's not what I want you to be thinking. But in therapy because we just being with yeah. is so important. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And that's yeah. what and like you said, so you were told by a Komato to to be around people because they were therapizing you. They were do you see? It's so funny because I can hear people go, look at those people over there, you know? They're just sitting around doing nothing. Yes. They're just sitting in a circle, yes. you know? They're doing nothing. Actually, they're doing everything. 
being in the kitchen cooking. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, what, I was listening to, I read Owe, the book the other day, yeah. and it was beautiful. And she was talking about just being in the kitchen and, and the cooking and stuff and how she felt. And I was like, see, yeah. that's therapy. But nobody would have thought that. Nobody would have thought her just going into the kitchen and peeling the potatoes yep. and listening. She didn't, just listening. And someone gave her some positive feedback and she went, oh, I'm okay. I'm a good person. I did something well. And, and do you know, yep. like, this this is the gold that we're missing. Yeah, and it's right there, the wood yes. from the trees. And the other thing, I think, uh, you know, um, I'm a big fan of these machines, but these, uh, what are they called? They're called dishwashers, okay? I mean, I remember <laughs> as a kid, we had to dry, okay? I had to dry, we'd take turns. And the conversation, some of them, and even if you've had an argument with the, your brother, you still had to do the dishes, mm -hmm. so you were still in that space. You know, yeah, it's just being, I love that. Hey, I'll, one of the things that I've found out about myself is I need sleep, okay? I'll go to bed early. People laugh how early I go, but I'll also get up very early because I find it's the best time to creatively think. A lot of my TV shows and stuff have been done five o'clock in the morning. I've got this idea. I met this person. Because oh, yeah. we're going to do a TV show soon. <laughs> uh, I mean, me and Catherine. Um, and how important is sleep? Yeah, we haven't massively. got a whole lot of time for, for, for yeah. sleep, but I really want to touch on it massively. And and I suppose the biggest, and I could talk lots about sleep, but um, one of the biggest things is is when we go to sleep, we talk about between seven and nine hours for adults yeah. of sleep. Now, if you get six hours sleep and you wake up, fantastic, then carry on. And if you need ten, carry on. Generalizing seven to nine, but when we get to the later um, rhythms of sleep, we start to activate some really amazing um, enzymes in our body. And, 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 and what we do, we keep talking about myelination, this process that happens in the brain when we lay down myelin on the outside of the connections. That creates refuse. Like there always is an off product. And so what happens when we sleep is we go and clean it up. Ah. And when you wake up in the morning, you've got this real clarity in your brain or you haven't slept enough and you feel like you're pushing thoughts through like a foggy brain. Well, yeah. that can actually be a physical thing. What also happens, and this is good for athletes, is that if, You're you've, quite clever, you know. if you've done a workout <laughs> at some stage that day, when you sleep, the brain actually sends out enzymes and you and you work on the muscles that you've actually done a workout. You don't get to do it if you just think of doing exercise. Or drive past the gym. <laughs> or drive past the gym. Yeah, if you physically activate it, you can do that. Same thing with thinking. If you've thought something and you sleep enough, you can increase the uh, myelin on those. Do you see? So the, so the, so the, the sleep... Just go, when we're asleep, it does all this repair work right. on your body. And so if you can sleep, you let your body do those lower levels. So if I start to even feel a bit sick or whatever, it's in our house, it's lemon and honey and straight to bed. And it's not a punishment. No, it's, totally. a, it's a desire. And I still remember, I think Mason was about 11. And he said, Mum, I'm going to have to go to bed early tonight because I'm not feeling well. And I just thought, oh, boom, that was one of my massive parenting moments. Because, by the way, we should not use going to bed as punishment because it creates a negative space. And we're, our bedtime's always been a positive time. Good Do you know, like, point. Good point. Off yeah. to bed, go on. Off to bed, you naughty, you've gone to bed. And so then we go tomorrow night, oh, it's time to go to bed. And they go, no. Yeah, what have I, I done? I don't want to go to bed. Yeah. You know, so we've always had bed as a good time. And if you That's go to bed jewel. early, it's because you're um, you're not well. Yeah. And so you fix it. But also, if you wake up and you've had a good night's sleep, you desire sugar less. And your metabolism works faster. So it's a weight loss importance. for what, <gasps> Yep, lack of sleep increases the likelihood of um, overweight. Yeah, yep. it's one of the factors, obviously. <laughs> you don't just sleep and you're going to get um, lose weight. But it's a big a big thing in that space. It's And to sleep, we need melatonin. And melatonin in our brain is helped to be produced by serotonin. 
And during the day, we create serotonin through laughing and singing oh. and exercise. And connection. And connection. Which creates the laughter. Yes. Like we do. Right. And so we'll <laughs> sleep well tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so what you do is you don't sleep well. You wake up, you drink, you have too much sugar, you feel bad, you don't connect, you do that, you don't produce wow. the serotonin, you don't sleep properly, you wow. wake up in the middle of the night. Just this morning, another of my friends, Facebook posts, can't sleep. It's like, well, get off your devices. If you can't sleep, you pick up your device, it stops the melatonin, increases cortisol, which is our wake-up hormone, and we can't go back to sleep. So don't pick up your device yeah. when you can't sleep. But sleep is massively important. It's the first step. If you're not feeling well, get a good night's sleep. Yep. Try and wake up on, at the same time each day so that your brain gets into that rhythm. And when you wake up, open the curtains. Get that um, light telling your brain to stop producing melatonin. Get that cortisol going and you'll feel much better. Whereas if we leave the, you know, the Sundays that you leave the curtains closed and yep. you sit around, by midday, you're, st- you, you've got, you're just about asleep again. Still in your PJs. Because your melatonin's still producing it. You're allowed those days once in a while. Oh, it's once Beautiful. In a, while. Yeah, a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. But absolutely. So yeah. sleep, yes, please, Fano, realise the importance of sleep and beautiful sleep and good sleep. And so getting ourselves into a healthy sleep rhythm is really important. And I know some people struggle with sleep and I totally... I, I, I empathise with you a lot um, because I do feel, find incredibly privileged that I, f- I do sleep well yeah. and I know how useful that is. But change your daytime routine if you can to try and enhance your sleep first before doing sort of medical interventions if you can. You're awesome. You're a star. Catherine Burkett and Pure Today. I've got questions and I've got more questions, but uh, that's us for this podcast. I'm going for a snooze. Kilda. <laughs>